1: Here's your host, 100% raw truth, 100% American-made, the warrior, Wayne Allen Root.
2: All right, Wayne Allen Root, the Root, the Root, the Root's on fire. Welcome to the show. Today is uh, Wednesday, the 28th. Of February. Can you imagine? Uh, Friday is March 1st. Man, is this year flying. And man, is there a lot of news. My gosh, I've never seen anything like it in my life. I say this almost every day. There isn't enough time in my show to squeeze it all in. So the big news today, Senator Mitch McConnell will step down as Republican leader in November. A, great news. B, I'm the guy who's been screaming for two years now that the reason the GOP is losing is the three McLosers, McCarthy, McConnell, and McDaniels, and McDaniels. and McDaniels stepped down. McCarthy got defeated as House Speaker, kicked out. And now McConnell's stepping down. So I told you so. All the people I root against are gone. And Donald Trump is the key guy. He is the one Taken down the Rhino Deep State, DC Swamp. They're all getting the hell out of town. The only thing I worry about. See, there's a third thing here. I do worry about one thing in this Mitch McConnell announcement. Why is he leaving in November? Why is he announcing I'm retiring at the age of 82 in November? Why November? Is he waiting? Like, like uh, remember uh, uh, McC- McC- a <laughs> I can't even think of the name. John McCain. There we go. I'm thinking of uh, Bruce Willis in the famous uh, movie Die Hard as McClain. But it's John McCain, U.S. Senator, former GOP presidential candidate. And the last thing McCain did was thumbs down to destroy Trump's repeal of Obamacare. And then he died a couple weeks later. That He came uh, via private jet in a wheelchair to Washington just to kill Trump's favorite program which was you know the favorite bill ever to kill obamacare and he stopped it and i wonder if mitch mcconnell is staying till november so that his last act uh, you know in politics after 50 plus years probably in the united states senate i don't even have the number in front of me but he's been around forever i know he's the longest serving united states senator ever so he must be 50 plus years in the u.s senate and his last act will be helping to defeat trump you want to bet That's why he's staying until November? I I think so. I don't think he's on the Republican side. More big news. Supreme Court agrees to review whether President Trump is immune from prosecution in the federal election interference case. And Trump's lawyers say without immunity from criminal prosecution, the presidency as we know it will cease to exist. Other big news. Uh, From yesterday, Trump scores his sixth straight primary win. He's wiping out the opposition. What did the uh, the commie liar traitors say on MSNBC after Trump beat Nikki Haley in her own state by 21 points? Like 61 to 40 or something to that effect was the number, if my memory serves me right. It was a wipeout in her own state, and that's rarely ever happened in the history of politics. And they said, listen, she got 40% of the vote. Trump has huge problems. It's Nikki Haley's state, number one. Number 2, she was governor of that state. Number 3, Democrats were able to cross over in votes. So of course she got 40%. And she spent so much more than Trump. In South Carolina, he spent like 1.5 million and she spent like 17 million. And he beat her by 21 points. So MSNBC liars, but when you look at the Michigan results, that kills their argument again cuz in a state where Nikki was not the governor, Trump wins with almost 70% of the vote to Nikki Haley's 27%. Okay? So there goes that argument that Trump is not winning big enough and and he's losing 40% of his own voters. No, he's not. In a state where you cross over, 40% went to Nikki Haley because Democrats voted for her. Now, in the same state, the guy who has trouble is Joe Biden. More than 100,000 voters chose uncommitted over Joe Biden in the Michigan primary. A total humiliation by Joe Biden, which reminds me of the humiliation Nikki Haley got in Nevada. My state, when I led my fans, all of you, we together, me and you, together destroyed Nikki Haley in Nevada. We humiliated her. She lost to none of the above. Now, Joe Biden didn't lose to none of the above, but in the Michigan Democrat primary, more than 100,000 Democrats Shows uncommitted over the sitting president, so I think that's great news. Biden did get six hundred eighteen thousand votes, uncommitted got a hundred thousand, which was sixteen percent of Biden's total vote. So it's a humiliation to Biden. But can you imagine what we did in Nevada to Nikki Haley? And I, yes, yes, we should take credit. It was Wayne Root and Wayne Root's listeners who did it. Uh, Nikki Haley wastes over $76 million trying to defeat Trump in Michigan, South Carolina, New Hampshire, and Iowa. Can you imagine? $76 million has been wasted on a campaign that got 27% of the vote last night. Who are the idiots that gave her so much money when she never had any chance or any path to victory? Amazing. These got to be the most clueless people in the world. Why is Trump so popular? Uh, duh. Immigration surges to the top of the most important problem list in America, according to Gallup. Significantly more Americans name immigration as the most important problem facing the U.S. than did a month ago. A month ago it was 20%. Now it's 28%. It's now passed the government as the most often cited problem in America. For the last two months, those two issues were tied. What's the biggest problem in America? Government. Big government and the border. Now it's the border towering over government. So, And the government ranked as the biggest problem in America in first place um, January through November of 2023. And then immigration tied in December and January. And now in February, immigration flew by government. But, of course, government causes the open border. Right? So there it goes. Uh, the biggest problems in America tied twenty eight percent, twenty eight percent. Excuse me, not not tied anymore. They're not tied anymore. But the biggest problem in America is the border, twenty eight percent. Government twenty percent, and then the economy twelve percent, and inflation eleven percent. And I agree with every one of those. You know, as usual, I always agree with the American people. Everything I say on this show that liberals call conspiracy theory and crazy, and right wing extremism and far right. It's The the average American agrees with me on every single issue, and I agree with the average American on every single issue. That's what I am. They should give me a new nickname. Wayne Root should be the common man. My views are exactly the same as every common man and woman in the United States of America. And by the way, that's because I'm an SOB, son of a butcher. I'll always think like my dad, the butcher. Number of illegal immigrants in the U.S. exceeds the population of 30 Six states, and that's only because they're believing the BS numbers of Joe Biden's administration. Okay, this article, which I think is the New York Post, says under Joe Biden, over 7.2 million illegals have entered the U.S. in the last three years, exceeding the populations of 36 states, but it's just not right. He's let in 10 million, and that's how many we caught, and then another 10 million got away. He's let in 20 million, not not 7.2 million. So I don't even know. It's probably exceeds the population of, of almost every state. Of almost every state. 20 million? And don't forget, he's going to let in another 10 million this year. 5 million. We catch 5 million gotaways. It, it's, it's increasing at a you know, warp speed. No one can even believe how it's increasing. Because the word has gotten out all over the world that United States has an open border and everybody's welcome and everyone's waved in. You just say, I'm I'm requesting asylum, and everybody gets in. So it's going to be 10 million. So it's going to be 30 million in the four years of Joe Biden. 30 million. So how many states are bigger than 30 million? I I think probably California, Texas, New York, and Florida. And I'm not even sure if New York is above 30 million anymore. I'm not even sure if Florida is above 30 million. Florida might have 27 million. Look it up if you can, Chris, for me. What's the population of New York, and what's the population of Florida? To my knowledge, two states are over 30 million for sure, California and Texas. Uh, They may be the only two states larger than the population of illegals that have been let in by Joe Biden. Scary. Or or are going to be let in by the time he's done. Um, And then the other big news, in my opinion, and again, I'm the only one saying this. I keep saying it. I keep saying it. I keep saying it. No one else is saying it. The vaccine is exploding. The deaths from the vaccine are exploding. And nobody wants to say it. Richard Lewis died today. The Curb Your Enthusiasm star and comedian. Again, he's no young spring chicken, 76 years old, but he died of a heart attack. And we all know, to work, and he just was on Curb Your Enthusiasm an episode a couple of weeks ago. So he's he still was working despite having Parkinson's disease, another side effect of the COVID vaccine, Parkinson's disease. But he was still working, so you know he had to get the vaccine. You cannot work in Hollywood unless you're vaccinated. Here's the tweet I put out. Rest in peace, very sad. I was a big fan of Richard Lewis. This has got to be the 10th Hollywood star to die this week. I've never seen anything like this, so brainwashed. Hollywood should be panicking, but they're all Stepford Wives. Ask, you'll find out all of them had one thing in common, vaccinated. Liberals are clueless. The vaccine is slowly wiping out all the liberal stars of Hollywood, and they don't even know. They're not even asking a question. There's not even a light bulb, a dim light bulb above their head as all of their friends die. In this week, I saw 10 people in Hollywood die. Most of them in their 50s and 60s. This is a disaster. Are such brainwashed losers. You know, I was just looking over the comments on my social media when I gave that uh, tweet out about Richard Lewis. I didn't say Richard Lewis definitely died for the COVID vaccine. I said, like, 10 Hollywood stars have died this week, most of them in their 50s and 60s, and simply ask, and you'll find out they all had one thing in common. They're vaccinated. You can't work on a set without being vaccinated. And the responses. Every conservative, of course, agrees with me, but when responses from liberals range from "You don't know that he was vaxxed. every actor is vaxed, you moron! You, every working actor, you can't get on a set without proof of vaccination. So they all got vaxxed. That's number one. And then the number two liberal answer was, "Oh, lots of people die. He's 76. It's the average age of death." And I get that. I know he's no young spring chicken. I think it's too young to die, 76. I think 76 average age of death is highly misleading and includes all the people that die of car accidents and stabbings and and drug addiction, drug deaths in their 20s. And when you average it out, it comes out to the average age of death, 76. But I've seen studies that show if you make it to 76, the odds are very good you're going to make it to 90. So dying at 76 is still young. And number three, they make it like... Anyone who says that is trying to bring up a conspiracy. No, I've got all the stats of all the people around the world and around America. The numbers who have died and been injured are stunning, stunning. And all I'm saying is you'll find a pattern if you ask where you vaccinated of people who died. You'll find almost everyone dying in America is vaccinated. Something is wrong. Something is very wrong, and I bring up all the time, I'm going to bring it up again. The swine flu vaccine in the 1970s, I think it was 78, they gave it to 56 million Americans, and they were going to give it to all the rest, but they saw 25 of them died. So they stopped the vaccine, they canceled the entire program, and nobody ever got one single other swine vaccine ever again, because 25 people died out of 56 million. But today... Literally hundreds of thousands have died and millions are injured from the vaccine. Hundreds of thousands in the United States. Somewhere between 500,000 and a million are dead from the vaccine in the United States. Somewhere between 10 and 20 million around the world are dead directly after being vaccinated. And the amount that are injured could be around the world. Tens of millions in the United States. Millions. And nobody's saying, let's get rid of the vaccine. Just, I'm saying to you, does it occur to you? Could it be the vaccine? When you watch all your friends dropping dead, do you not think it could be the vaccine? (laughs) It's stunning. And by the way, he didn't just die of a heart attack today, Richard Lewis. He announced last year that he had Parkinson's disease. I don't know how long he's had it, but I know that I've got friends who were perfectly healthy, got two vaccines and then a booster and they were 58 years old one of my best friends 58 years old perfect health marathon runner jogger fantastic physique guy looked like a, a you know a, a greek god and uh, then he gets parkinson's disease parkinson's disease is one of the side effects of the vaccine so i don't know when richard lewis got it but i know it's possible Very possible he got the Parkinson's as well from the vaccine. These are all opinions. It's an opinion show. I'm asking questions. I'm telling you my opinion. And it's impossible to believe someone would argue that a lot of people aren't dying because a lot of people are dying far more than anyone's ever seen in Hollywood or excess deaths in the whole country or excess deaths in the world. In every country that the vaccine has been given to everyone, the excess deaths are overwhelming. But, again, nobody wants to admit it, especially no liberal will ever admit it. And you can't believe it. How many people in your own family are going to die before you go, I was wrong? God, it's incredible. Incredible that you don't want an investigation. Were you against an investigation in, uh, in uh, what was that, Love Canal outside Buffalo in the 1970s? When, when half the kids came up with brain cancer, we knew something was wrong. All right, sponsor of this segment of the show, by the way, perfect perfect segue, the COVID Litigation Conference. <laughs> Boy, they should all do class action lawsuits, these lawyers, against the big pharma companies that gave you the vaccine. The COVID pandemic has led to a litigation boom from hospital negligence to product liability, employment cases, and parental rights. The litigation coming out of the COVID era has created a demand for more and more lawyers. If you're a lawyer, join us at the COVID Litigation Conference March 7th and 8th. At the Horseshoe Hotel in Las Vegas, you can network with the leading COVID attorneys and law firms and hear their winning strategies. They need more lawyers like you. Register now for the COVID Litigation Conference in Vegas. Take advantage of a special offer for my fans only. Get 50% off the price of registration. Promo code WAYNE. COVIDLitigation.com. Promo code WAYNE. 50% off. COVIDLitigation.com. Promo code WAYNE. At... Wayne on the root. the root, the root, the root's on fire. I got to tell you, I've got a, uh, I've got a nephew in California. Believe it or not, <laughs> right there, I could start with a Wayne Root joke. Wayne Root has a nephew in California, really, and uh, he's a doctor, uh, a young doctor, who just graduated from medical school. And he sent me a story today, and I know I've got a great guest coming up, so I just want to read it real quick. He just said every person he speaks to in every single medical field, that he's an insurance, he keeps going to different offices and different medical practices, and they're teaching him at different hospitals, different uh, you know kinds of medical treatments. And everywhere he goes, he's afraid to bring up politics. Everyone in California, 9 out of 10 or more, are liberal. And he said today he was in an office and uh, they had something on the TV about the Michigan primary last night. And the entire office were pro-Trump. Doctors, staff, and patients. Everybody was pro-Trump. He said, I couldn't believe it. My jaw almost fell to the floor. I've never seen that since the day I've been out here in California. He went to a medical school, UCLA Medical School. So he's been in California for years. And he's never seen a medical office where everyone is for Trump. He says, everything is changing. And that's in California. California. Trump has won over the country. I'm telling you, we're going to win this thing and we're going to win big. And the only question is, will it look like we won? Because is it all rigged? All right. um, Let me get to my guest right now. Uh, His name is Steve Gorham. He's executive director of the Climate Science Coalition of America. He's the author of four books on energy, climate change, and sustainable development. His new book is Green Breakdown, The Coming Renewable Energy Failure. Steve Gorham, welcome to the Wayne Allen Root Show. How are you? Hey, Wayne Allen. Great to
3: join you again. I'm doing great.
2: All right. So, And, and welcome back. So um, here's something I want to start the conversation with. Here in Las Vegas, uh, our bills are nothing like uh, California, nothing like California, no. and yet... And yet, our gas bill and our electric bill, I looked at my month-to-month in February, uh, my gas bill up 70% February 24 versus February 23. My electric bill up just under 30% February 24 versus February 23. And this is the biggest scandal and controversy in all of Las Vegas. Everyone's talking about it everywhere I go. No one can afford the gas bill anymore, the natural gas to heat our homes Everyone's bill doubled last month, and all the old people who are, you know, seniors on Social Security can't afford to pay the bill, and this is all because of green energy. They're adopting the California model, and they're going to bankrupt everyone. People are going to lose their homes, and so I just wanted to get your reaction to that.
3: Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right, and it's even worse in California. I'm just writing an article on that for publication. Uh, I'm going to talk about California. Uh, green California They're ele- like their electricity bills are up ninety eight percent in the last fifteen years no no other the the national average is up thirty percent. no other state is over sixty percent. California up ninety eight percent and uh, that is just r- ridiculous. I mean, and their gasoline prices are second higher highest in the nation as well, and this is all because of green energy and this push for green energy there are there are a lot of things changing. You talked about the electorate. Uh, There are some uh, cracks that are uh, forming, pretty big ones, in in the ideology of climatism, the fear of man-made global warming. Uh, Just the last couple of weeks, all the big Wall Street firms said they're going to pull back from their climate change pledges. BlackRock, J.P. Morgan, uh, Vanguard, PIMCO, uh, they pulled out of Climate Action 100. They were pushing a thing called ESG, environmental, social, and governance. But the big thing was the E. They all wanted to get rid of coal, oil, and natural gas. And then we had states like Texas and uh, Florida and West Virginia say, hey, we're not going to invest in any of your funds if you keep pushing this ESG stuff. And so they they said they're going to pull back. And by the way, the other thing going on is that the renewable energy stocks are just crashing Hmm. The, there's a uh, uh, index called the Renix Index, R E N I X X, which has 30 of the top renewable companies in the world. A stock Ooh, fund.
2: Can, 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 Hey, Steve, can I sell that short? Is that something you can sell short? A fund like that? Because I'd <laughs> like to sell it. that short. My God, that's going that. to zero. <laughs> it,
3: it, it's down. It's down 50 percent in the last three years. It's dropped three years in a row. And so, so there's some there's some big problems going on with uh, the ideology of climatism.
2: Yeah, listen. Just to give you some real life facts, not only was my gas bill up seventy percent year to year, but I moved to Vegas twenty two years ago. Twenty two years ago, in the summer of two thousand and two, um, I had a thirty five hundred square foot house in California, and my electric bill then was you know somewhere between seven and a seven hundred dollars a month and a thousand dollars a month for a third. Right then. And I moved to Vegas, and I bought a 7,000-square-foot house, and my electric bill was $500 a month. So I went from a house twice as small, twice as high a bill, to a house twice as big, half the bill. But I wonder now... What my bill would be in that thirty five hundred square foot house in California if it was a thousand a month back in two thousand and two, and you just said things are up ninety eight percent in the last fifteen yep. years. I've been gone twenty two years. I'll bet you the bills are now two or three thousand a month in that thirty five hundred square foot house. I don't know anyone in California could pay that bill. I have no idea.
3: Yeah, it's amazing, and and uh, they're now number two in the country in in terms of electricity prices. They passed up all of New England. The only one higher is is Hawaii, and they're they're rapidly gaining on Hawaii. But you know they've got all kinds of other things too. They're they're forcing people to put the solar panels and electric vehicle hookups into into new construction. Crazy! They're, they're trying to ban gas stoves uh, all Crazy. over the Just state, craziness. and so this is everybody's bills are going to go way way up. And by the way, Pacific Gas and Electric has asked for another thirty percent in rate increases on top of what we've got uh, for this year. So. Uh, again, we've got uh, unaffordable California uh, rearing its head.
2: <laughs> well, and, and Nevada copies California all the time because our entire, even though Nevada is a very conservative state, everyone I meet is a Republican. But the people running the state. Uh, you know, somehow they figured out a way to game the system. Democrats and the entire legislature is Democrat, and and I'm sure they've kind of jury rigged the districts so that only Democrats can win. And Democrats run this state. And I'm telling you, everything we do is a copycat of California, and it's a disaster. And who owns the electric company, Nevada Energy? Now, Warren Buffett. And he's trying hmm. to make it green, and that's why the electric bills are going up so high. Still not as bad as how high the gas bill is going, but nonetheless, the gas bill is a lower bill. It may have gone up 70%, Steve, but it's a lower bill. Gas isn't as much yep. as electric, right? So electric yep. is what's killing everyone in Las Vegas. The electric bills are through the roof. And I told you when I moved here at a 7,000-square-foot house, $500 a month, that was 22 years ago. Now... I'm in a 3,500-square-foot house. I downsized, 3,500-square-foot house, and my electric bill every month is between 500 and 1,000. In the summer, it's 1,000 a month. In the the winter, it's 500 a month. So it used to be 500 a month when I got here for a 7,000-square-foot home. So you see how high the bills have skyrocketed with Warren Buffett owning the energy company, Mr. Big Liberal, who loved Barack Obama.
3: Yeah, and you guys are a little bit more than half the price of California, so they're really getting hit out there. Another example of this green breakdown that's coming is these electric vehicles. We've seen a speed bump around the world. Nobody the wants them. Court, in the fourth quarter, the, the uh, sales of uh, EVs in California dropped for the first time ever. Hertz announced that they're uh, giving back about a third of their EVs because the insurance is, is real high. And if they get into uh, accidents, they may have to uh, uh, replace the battery. A 5000 or $20,000 bill. And then the other thing is people just don't want to, they go and they want to rent a car, but they don't want an EV. <laughs> right. And so, uh, oh, and, and the latest thing, you, you saw the national news about Chicago when it got so cold and people putting pushing the Teslas around in the charging areas. <laughs> and and by the way, you're not supposed to charge when, you're not supposed to run the heater when, when you're charging. So <laughs> people oh standing gosh. out when it's zero degrees. You know, they have a new saying in, in uh, Chicago, a little bit of a quip. Um, 90% of all electric vehicles are still on the road, and 10% of them made at home.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They're literally on the side of the road, right? I mean, that's always been my thing. You know, one of our friends, who's a big Republican, but they bought a Tesla. They live in Dallas, Texas, and they came to visit my wife and I, and they said, never, ever again will we ever drive an electric car from Dallas to Las Vegas. They said, we had to stop like 15 times each way. Oh, yeah. And every time you stop, it's an hour, two hours, three hours. What a waste of a human being's time. I go to a gas station. It's three minutes, five minutes. And I'm on my way, and I got a full tank, and I don't need to go to another gas station for 500 miles. Then it's another three minutes to five minutes. This nonsense of 15 stops, three hours each to charge your car. Who in their right mind would take an electric car on a long trip? Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. Exactly. Nobody. So, um... John Kerry is calling to eliminate coal plants. So yeah. what would we ever replace coal with while the Chinese build coal plant after coal plant? Yeah,
3: you know, this is one of the saddest statements in the world. Today, 35% of the world's electricity is provided by coal-fired power. There are 6,500 plants operating, about 1,000 in planning and construction. But we have a shortage of electricity globally. Uh, we 700 million people don't have electricity, and there's another... A two billion that have blackouts or brownouts every single day. If you have a an air conditioner in Las Vegas, that air conditioner uses more electricity than a third of the world's people get to use on any given day. So Kerry's statement is sort of like Marie Antoinette. You know, if the poor don't have food, let them eat cake.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
3: That's what he's really saying to the nations of the world when he says ban all coal-fired power plants. Just a, a loony idea.
2: No, and, and remember what I just said. It's not just that we'd be banning them. It's that while we're banning them and putting all of us out of business, in the middle class, electric bills, putting our you know putting ourselves into bankruptcy and all the jobs you lose, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, China's yeah. building all the coal plants they can get their hands on. Like every hour of every day, there's a new coal plant, in my understanding, going up in China, and we're building none. This is insanity. So is India. Wow. We're anyway, just going to wind up doing new Yes, your new book. Yes, uh, your I'll new I'll new book. Get my new book,
3: Gr- Green Breakdown, The Coming Renewable Energy Failure. They can get it at my website, Steve Gorham, G O R E H A M dot There are e books available as well. I made the number one in energy
2: policy on Amazon recently. Uh, just a great book. Green Breakdown, The Coming Renewable Energy Failure. It's here. Ask anyone in Vegas about their gas bill in the month of February. Everyone's talking about it. No one could afford it. Green energy is a disaster. Steve Gorham called it. Wayne Root called it. Green breakdown, the coming renewable energy failure. It's here. Thank you, Steve. We'll be right back. More big stories coming up. Fire, coming to you from the house that we built here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Great to be with you. Today is uh, Wednesday, which means we're more than halfway through the week when this show is over. The week's almost up because tomorrow's Thursday. I always think Thursday's like, you're almost done. And Friday, you are done. So uh, Wednesday's are a great day. I'm I'm over the hump, right? Wednesday's the over the hump day. By the time this show starts, I've already done a full day of work, and, and I'm more than halfway through the week. And by the time the show's over... I really am two thirds of the of the, uh, of the time done for the week, so I, I feel like uh, we're making progress here. We're getting to another weekend. I love it. Gate Capital is the sponsor of this segment of the show. What are you waiting for? You know, listen. I had Kip Harroch on. Hopefully, all of you heard him yesterday. And then uh, he was also on my show, Real America's Voice Show. Last Wednesday, uh, we did a. Uh, uh, I was a guest host for uh, for Real America's Voice TV at noon. West Coast time, 3 o'clock Eastern. And I had Kip Perrage on. And then we replayed that yesterday in the second hour of this show on Lindell TV and on USA Audio Network. And I hope you listened uh, because I did. I went out and bought a ton of cryptocurrency, uh, Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin ETFs. And Bitcoin has been flying. Last Wednesday, when Kip recommended it, I think it was at 50,000 or so. Now it's at 61,000. I mean, you would have made a bloody fortune if you listened to Kip last Wednesday. So the two things I'm now high on are crypto, specifically Bitcoin, and gold and silver, gold slash silver. Because those are both, the average person doesn't understand this, they're both plays against government. They're both for people who distrust government. They're both for people who think government is turning our country into a sh-hole. If you think this is a sh-hole... A third world sh- hole, let's say crap hole. If you think this is a third world crap hole and our country's gone to hell, you want to own gold, silver, and crypto. So Goldgate Capital is the official gold dealer of the Wayne Alarucho, gold and silver dealer. And with the world on fire and World War III upon us and inflation raging and the borders under invasion, this is why everyone's buying gold and silver, including central bankers who manage trillions of dollars collectively in money. So follow the smart money. Goldgate Capital sells physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA, SEP IRA, 401k, 100% insured. They have an A-plus rating. With the Better Business Bureau and only for my fans. If you tell them Wainwright sent you, Goldgate Capital will give you up to $15,000 in free silver for opening a qualified gold IRA account. Call Goldgate today. Tell them War sent you. Toll free 855-770-GOLD. 855-770-GOLD. GoldgateCapital.com. Say War sent you or Wainwright sent you and you get up to $15,000 in free silver. Toll free 855-770-GOLD. I hope you were here in the last segment where I I opened it by mentioning my nephew is a doctor in Los Angeles, California, and a brand new doctor, an intern, just graduated medical school a couple years ago, and as an intern, you study different specialties to decide which one you want to be in, and everywhere he goes, he shuts his mouth because he's a Republican, another Jewish Republican, see, my family, good man, my nephew, that's my boy, And uh, he shuts his mouth because everyone in California is a liberal Democrat. Everybody hates Trump. They've all got Trump derangement syndrome. Today, for the first time, he was in an office and the entire office was talking about Trump and cheering Trump and glad he won in Michigan by a landslide last night. And they were all hoping he beats Joe Biden. He said the doctors, the staff, the patients, he's never seen that ever in the Los Angeles area in all the years he's been there. And he went to medical school there. He's been there for, I don't know, six years already. He's never seen this before. He says the tide is turning. The tide is turning. And I agree. I agree. And how about my friend Matt? My friend Matt is my childhood buddy who I grew up with. Matt sent me a text today. It's kind of interesting if I can find it here because he sends me a 100 of them a day. But uh, he is starting to believe that Trump is superhuman. He really is starting to believe that, you know, that Trump can't be beaten. He says, uh, I'm going to say something very odd right now, but it's what I believe. He said, I don't think Trump could be stopped. He's got some odd supernatural thing that supports him. I don't think they can stop him. <clears throat> His, and his, he doesn't really age. He doesn't get down, even though he's taking kill shots. <clears throat> Left and right, unstoppable, unflappable, <clears throat> egomaniacal winner <laughs> for all of us. That's what Matt says. Everyone's starting to feel it. Trump is like superhuman. And I've said this before, because Trump is not a god, right? I, I'm not silly enough to believe anyone is a god. There's only one god, but Trump is sent by God, and I think he's got supernatural abilities because he's touched by God and sent by God. And it's, it's starting to show, and my buddy Matt sees it. Uh, he's my childhood best friend, and he sees it. And uh, my, my, Dan, listen, my nephew sees it. My doctor nephew sees it in that office today. He can't believe what he saw. I, I think it's all changing. It really do. I, I think Trump is going to win this thing. Despite a rigged election, they'll rig it 10. Trump will win by 20. He'll still win by 10. All right. Uh, Lots to talk about. When I get back, it's Lindell TV hour and hour number two of my national radio show. And I'm going to start off, lead off with my commentary, which I didn't read you in hour number one. If President Trump campaigns black, he will be back. In the White House. (laughs) I was rhyming like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. If President Trump campaigns black, he will be back in the White House. What do I mean by that? You'll find out when you get back. I'm Wayne Allyn Got a great commentary for you. We'll be right back.
1: Here's your host, 100% raw truth, 100% American-made, the warrior, Wayne Allen Root.
2: All right, Wayne Allen the Root, the Root, the Root, the Root is on fire. Welcome to the show. What a crazy world we're living in. What did they used to say uh, back in a 1,000 years ago, Chinese wisdom, may you live in interesting times. Once in a while, you go to a Chinese restaurant, you get a fortune cookie, and they quote that ancient Chinese wisdom, may you live in interesting times. And man, do we live in interesting times. And so uh, everything going on, it's hard to even keep up with it all. But I've got a commentary. I want to read it to you because all that matters now, I can throw all the news out today. Here, throw it all out. All I care about is electing Trump. If we don't elect Trump, America's over. Our lives are all over, I'm telling you. So we better elect Trump. And I've got great ideas. I've got so many ideas to help President Trump. I'm putting them all into one uh, dossier and having it delivered by my uh, one of my best friends who's best friends with President Trump. And even though I know Trump well, this guy puts things right in Trump's hands. And I'm having that written and delivered to him in the next few days. But here's uh, here's a column for President Trump. If President Trump campaigns black... He will be back in the White House. My title for this column was meant to be funny, attention-getting, and a little bit tongue-in-cheek. But what my headline represents is real. It is as serious as a heart attack, as the famous saying goes. For all intents and purposes, President Trump is now the GOP nominee for president. It's time to start the general election campaign, and I have the plan President Trump needs to go after the black vote 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the next nine months. That is the road to victory. And by the way, because it rhymed, if the if President Trump campaigns black, he will be back in the White House. Um, I, I kind of left out part two, which is black and minority vote. Latino vote is even more important than the black vote. But together, the two of them, he can win a landslide. So this is about Every time I say black, understand it's about minority votes. Now, I'm no Johnny come lately. I've been recommending this strategy for President Trump for many years. I wrote about it way back in the 2016 campaign. I wrote about it again during the 2020 race. I've given speeches about it for the last three years. The strategy is simple. President Trump has the overwhelming majority of white middle-class voters. White middle-class America is all in for Trump. Trump had them at hello. But President Trump cannot win the 2024 election with just middle-class white voters, even if it's virtually all of them, which it is. Trump has so many white voters locked up, if he gets even a slight increase in black and minority votes, he will win a landslide. That's why President Trump needs to campaign 24-7 for the next nine months. We have nine months to go for black and minority votes. I did write minority here. So I mean black and Latino votes. That's the whole ball game, the whole kitchen sink, the whole enchilada. If Trump grabs an extra 10 to 20% of the black vote and the minority vote, the fat lady sings. So go after the black vote with TV ads on networks with large black audiences. Go after the black youth vote with interviews on urban black radio stations. Hold rallies in majority black inner cities especially cities in battleground states where a few extra black votes could tilt the election. As in Brooklyn, Bronx, and Queens in New York, hold a rally at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx because New York could be in play. Philadelphia, there's a city in a winnable state, Pennsylvania. How about Atlanta? There's a city in a winnable state, Georgia. How about Milwaukee? There's a city in a winnable state, Wisconsin. How about Detroit? There's a city in a winnable state, Michigan. If you just pick off 10 to 20% of the black vote, you win by a landslide and you win all the battleground states. The point is to go where no Republican has ever gone, to challenge the hold that Democrats have on black votes everywhere, and to play offense because the best defense is an aggressive, in-your-face, 24-7 offense on the other guy's turf. There are two reasons I understand this strategy perhaps better than any white Republican in America. First, I grew up in a majority black town on the Bronx borderline in Malvern, New York. <clears throat> I went to an all-black middle school and an all-black high school. I was in a tiny minority of whites at those schools. I was bullied by my black classmates and fought back and won. I won the respect of my black classmates, and I became best friends with my black classmates. <clears throat> I was the only white kid in the school who made this breakthrough. I eventually played on the track and football teams with all-black classmates. Secondly, 40 years ago, at the age of 21, I ran for major political office in New York as a Republican conservative in a district that was overwhelmingly black and literally 100% Democrat. I had zero chance to win. No Republican had ever even come close. It was considered the most unwinnable district For Republicans in the state of New York, a place where Republicans don't do well anyway, this was the worst. My opponent was never defeated in that district before or since. But I had a plan to take the race to her in black neighborhoods. To campaign in all black project buildings where no Republican had ever set foot before. And to wear out the shoe leather until I knocked on every door of every black voter in my district. Black residents were shocked in those poverty-stricken, graffiti-covered, high-crime project buildings when they answered the door and standing in front of them was a white 21-year-old Republican conservative asking for their vote. They'd never seen a white politician campaign in their buildings ever in history. And they loved me for it. I didn't win that race. But I gave the incumbent Democrat the race of her lifetime. I had the highest vote totals in all black project buildings than any Republican ever. And I made it the closest race of my opponent's entire career, before or after. She won 20 races and lost zero, 20-0. But I came the closest of anyone ever because I did well in black districts. Because I dared to campaign where no Republican had ever gone before. She called me on the night of the election and said to me, please promise me you'll never run against me again. I can't take another race like that. I'll have a heart attack. (laughs) That's the kind of thing I do to everybody. (laughs) I understand black voters like perhaps no other white Republican in America. I understand what it takes to win their votes. And I know for a fact that Trump can get the highest black vote totals of any Republican in history and lock up the 2024 election. Trump already starts with several major advantages. First, black voters feel a kinship with a man who's being persecuted by a weaponized government, an out-of-control weaponized government, and an unjust justice system. Secondly, black voters have gotten nothing from the Democrat party in all these years other than broken promises and welfare checks. Look around at black inner city neighborhoods. No democrat has ever given them opportunity, mobility or prosperity. What do black voters have to lose? Question mark. It can't get any worse. Have you seen black neighborhoods? Have you seen black inner cities? Hiroshima looked better after the bomb dropped. It can't get any worse. Everyone's a drugged-out zombie. And third, now look at Trump's first term. Trump gave black voters criminal justice reform that Obama never gave them, a prosperous economy, and the lowest black unemployment in history. Biden and Democrats have handed the opportunity of a lifetime to Trump and the GOP. Democrats have chosen illegal aliens over black citizens because of open borders, black communities... Black schools and black health care are being overrun. There's no room anymore for black people in America with all the illegal aliens. Crime is exploding. Drugs are everywhere. Budgets are busted. There is no money left for black citizens. Even in Chicago, black voters are threatening to vote Republican. It's a revolt. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get blacks to vote Republican. It could be an historic shift. Even if Michelle Obama replaces Joe Biden, as I have predicted for over a year, President Trump will still get historic levels of black male votes. President Trump, this is your chance to win 2024 by a massive landslide. But But you have to fight for it just like I did when I went door to door in black projects. You got to fight for it. Take my advice. If you campaign black, you will be back in the White House. That's my uh, and my latest column. And uh, as of today, it's in the hands of President Trump. And I hope he takes it to heart, although I hope he understands I'm referring to black and minority, meaning black and Latino voters. There is an historic chance here to get black votes and to get Latino votes and therefore to take the whole nation by storm. Uh, MyPillow is the sponsor of this segment of the show. No surprise, because Mike Lindell owns MyPillow and Mike Lindell owns Lindell TV. And he gave me my shot on TV. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, MyPillow. Get them before they're gone. It's the uh, MyPillow clearance sale. 22 deeply discounted items are available right now. Get up to 80% off Just use the promo code WAR for Wayne Allyn at MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, promo code WAR. And uh, also go to MyStore.com and get all the other products, the non-bedding products. Great entrepreneurs sell their products like a little mini Amazon at MyStore.com, also owned by Mike Lindell. Also use promo code WAR, MyPillow.com, MyStore.com, Promo code WAR for Wayne Alleruth. All right, uh, Wayne Alleruth, the root, the root, the root's on fire. You know, for those of you who have been listening on my naturally syndicated radio show, I'm going to repeat it. Uh, But you need to hear it anyway, again and again. There's nothing wrong with that. For those of you watching on Lindell TV who haven't heard it yet today, I just have two stories I want to tell you about because I'm starting to feel really good about President Trump. Really good. Really good about his prospects. First of all, he's superhuman. I mean, what they're doing to him, and he's still winning big. and, And really, because of what they're doing to him, he's winning big. They're destroying themselves but he is superhuman come on nobody could do this nobody could take this this is unbelievable i mean do you understand his legal bills i I would be surprised if they're approaching the hundreds of millions not not 10 million not 20 million not 100 million hundreds of millions he may eventually have a billion dollars in legal bills and then he's got a half billion dollar bill in the state of new york alone and what's to say that they don't start suing him in California and 20 other states, and each one of them wants $100 million and $50 million. You know, they don't Alex Jones him. You know, just it, the most minor thing could happen. You really did something. Let's say you really did something wrong. And it should be a $50,000 payment, right? A $50,000 fine or a $50,000 judgment, $50,000 reward to someone you wronged. Trump, they just go, I'll give him a billion. Pretty soon Trump's broke and he's got nothing. But I, I keep thinking the miracles are gonna happen and two different texts today remind me of that miracle. So first of all, my nephew is, uh, is an amazing young man. He was born with all kinds of physical disabilities. I'm sure there are some who thought you know, he wouldn't survive. I'm sure there are some doctors who thought he would never have a quality of life with his massive physical disabilities. And the kid thrived in school, he's brilliant, and went to, got accepted at medical school and became a doctor. He's an M.D. He's still only like 26 years old. He's, he's an intern just out of medical school. And in California, in Los Angeles. And when you're an intern, you spend a day with this specialist and a day with this specialist and a day with this specialist. Because you're, you're trying to figure out what your specialty is going to be. So you spend a lot of time with a lot of different doctor specialties. So today he was at a particular office and he said, I'm in California, Los Angeles area. Everyone's a liberal Democrat. Everywhere I've ever gone at law school, excuse me, at medical school, everyone was a liberal Democrat. But all of a sudden I see it changing. And today the TV was on in the doctor's office and they were talking about Trump's victory in Michigan last night. Because Trump won for the fifth straight time, right? He won Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina, now Michigan. Five straight primaries and caucuses. And this was a landslide. Landslide. I know the Michigan fight song. I get it. Trump won with the Michigan fight song. He's like the uh, Jim Harbaugh of politics. So (laughs) the Bo Schembeckler of politics. All right. So um, the point was my doctor nephew, he goes in a doctor's office and they're playing, you know, the news about Trump's victory in Michigan. And he's scared about what he's going to hear. My nephew thinks, and he's a big Republican, a Jewish Republican. My nephew thinks everyone in the room is is against Trump because that's the way it's always been since the day he got to California. And the whole room is, is yelling how great Trump is. Yeah! And when one person says, yeah, Trump won, everyone in the room starts going, yeah, we love Trump too. And then the nurses and the staff start saying, yes, we love Trump too. Then the doctors said, we love Trump too. This is in Los Angeles, California. And my nephew says, it's all changed, man. It's all changed. He's not unpopular anymore. He's not hated by the average person. He's loved by the average person, even in California, the most liberal blue state. So that's the first text I got today that really made me feel good. And the second one is, uh, is from my childhood buddy, Matt. He says, I'm going to say something very odd right now. I don't think Trump could be stopped. He's got some odd supernatural thing that supports him. I don't think they can stop him. He doesn't age at all. He doesn't get down even though he's taking kill shots left and right. Unstoppable, unflappable, ego maniacal winner for all of us. And my buddy's a brilliant guy. And that was his sum up of what's going on. I think it's true. Trump is blessed by God. Trump is sent by God. He's supposed to lose and then come back and win again and save America. And by the way, you know, save me, Energized Health. I got to mention the sponsor of this segment, Energized Health. I didn't know I had a pound of weight to lose. I didn't. I didn't lose any weight, but I lost 25 pounds of fat in 88 days, gained 10 pounds of muscle, became the Popeye the Sailor Man of conservative talk radio, and then gained two new TV shows at the age of 61. That's never happened in the history of TV. Also lost years in my face. This has been my my uh, fountain of youth and it could be yours too and you can get 40% off Be Like Wayne this is your chance to be like Wayne Uh, EnergizedHealth.com just go on there EnergizedHealth.com and use the promo code WAR and get 40% off EnergizedHealth.com